First-generation American is a blanket term used to describe someone whose parents are immigrants. In my life, it meant finding a balance between my Latinx side and my American one. And me, my Russian and American side. But for both of us, our transition has been facilitated by our race. As white women, we don't have to worry about looking like other kids. Rhea Rathod, an Indian American woman and our friend, is going to tell us what her life was like growing up until now. Rhea, hello! <laughs> hello. <laughs> so, would um, you like to start off with telling us your name and how you identify? Um, I'm Rhea. I am an Indian American and a first generation child <laughs> in the U.S. <laughs> Uh, what does it mean to be Indian in the U.S. for you? Um, I think being Indian in the U.S. has to be a balance between your own culture and the culture that you surround yourself with. Um, for me specifically, I struggled with that a lot, especially like growing up as a kid. Um, because I grew up in an Indian household and then I would walk outside or even be with my friends or at school. And it would be like a totally something, like totally something different. And over time, I'm the fourth kid um, out of my siblings, so over time, my family as a whole became a little bit more, like, assimilated into the U.S. So when it came down to me, like, we were speaking English in the house almost all the time and things like that. But um, as I've grown older, I've learned that it was really important for me to stay, like, at least somewhat in touch with my culture, um, as well as be myself in the U.S. I think there was a balance between the two. And when you were little then, like, did you feel the pressure? Like with your friends, you were talking about a disconnect. Yeah. Um, I feel like I, I have like sometimes I didn't really acknowledge it, but I knew it was there. Like when I look back onto it, I knew it was there, and um, that could just be like me going to school and like knowing that something was off when like I didn't wear Uggs and everyone else did, or um, like I would always always buy lunches from school up until like middle school. I'd always buy lunches from school. I would never bring my own home. Um, Indian food and the reason I did this because I've seen people of other races when they brought their own food and like the kids around me would like scrunch their noses or like even talk about the food to that point where I was like I never want to do that so um, I always bought lunches from school so like just things like that. Did it make you feel safer? Safer as in like? I'm safer safer in your friend group I guess like more more I, assimilated. Right. I think that was like a main thing as well. You didn't want to be that one person that was like outcasted kind of because once you had that label on you, you were kind of like stuck with that label for a long time. Um, I actually felt this more in elementary school than I did in middle school. Um, I feel like in middle school, which is kind of surprising, but believe it or not, the people I surrounded myself with in middle school um, were somewhat more accepting of my culture, but there were definitely times where I like, like even like the girls from my basketball team or um, things like that, where I would always shy away from my culture as much as I could. Well, did you have friends that looked like you? Sorry. You know what? I don't think I did. Well, do like, you up until like, maybe like one of the girls, but she was adopted. Mm. And it wasn't until high school until I actually like, had friends. Like even now, I was like right now, I probably have like two Indian friends in the school, two or three, and that's about it. Um, but how does that change? You know, how did, like how does it change your perception? Right, and even like when I when I think about it now, the two or three friends that I do have in school are gonna be the ones that are the most away from their culture as well. Like, <laughs> like believe it or not, like I obviously I dress like someone who definitely goes to the school. Like I act like someone who's definitely like I am pretty darn basic. <laughs> like I'm not gonna lie about that. Um, 
And a lot of like friends I do have who are the same skin color as me um, also have those same traits. Um, I've always stayed away from people who show too much of my culture. I was like, okay, that's a little too much. And like the word fob has been like a huge, big, boldest thing that you want to stay away from. Um, and being a first generation kid, like you knew what that was from the minute you were born. Because like we would as a family go out and see like another Indian family, like smelling like curry, like talking in the native language. And we'd be like, oh my God, look at those fobs. As if we're not, you know, we'd just be like, all right, but we just shy away from them, you know. For clarification, can you say what fob is? Fob, fresh off the boat. Okay. So mm-hmm. it just basically means like an immigrant, obviously you're fresh off the boat, like that, like straight off. Um, my parents moved here when they were when they were kids, actually, so they grew up here. So like they have already like somewhat assimilated into the U.S. by the time we were born. Um, and then we are I was born and raised in Vernon Hills. So has there was there ever like a defining moment or um, just like time in your life where all of a sudden you didn't want to stray away from your culture or you realized like the importance or value in it? Yeah, for me it really wasn't until I got into high school when I started like accepting it a little more and maybe it was just an environment that there was here but I would see people that were like there were a lot more Indian kids here um that I've talked to and that I've known like even with my choir like obviously like my closest friends now are probably like two or three but I definitely know like a handful of Indian kids that I talk to but um it wasn't until I got into like high school where I saw like people kind of like tapped into both sides and that's when I started, like, reaching out and trying to tap into both sides. What I mean by both sides of the Indian culture, as well as, like, who I am and, like, the American, quotes, culture. Um, Whatever that means. Right, right, right. right. So that was really when um, I kind of, like, began to be like, okay, well, I guess I could, like, I felt more comfortable doing things and being like, okay, it's not going to make me a fob if I take Indian food to school like twice a week you know like it's not even then like it's not gonna make me a fob if I like like Indian music you know like that's my culture so um it wasn't until I got here where I was really able to experiment with that like middle ground I guess you could say because there were other kids doing it. yeah definitely definitely or because of the environment around me definitely because in middle school there was no way in heck I would try that no way in elementary school same thing um once I got into high school it was like everyone kind of like drew up a little bit well, it well, yeah. More accepting, do you think? Yeah, and more open-minded. I feel like I feel like in high school there'd be a lot more people that'd be willing to try. And even then, like when I talk to my friends and they're like, "Oh yeah, like I love Indian food" or things like that, like um, sometimes it's kind of reassuring because I feel like I can share my culture with my friends, which like back in the days I felt like I really didn't really have that chance. Um, have there been times where your parents could sense that? maybe like air quotes that you were slightly embarrassed to show a part of yourself more in like your elementary school days? Honestly, I don't think they did. I don't think they saw it at all. Um, Cause when I got home, we live like usual family. Like we weren't like speaking our native language at home. And because of that, actually I lost my native language and like I can speak bit, bits and pieces. I understand it completely. Um, speaking has definitely gotten difficult and I went to dual language so I grew up learning Spanish every single day and going you know and then coming home and speaking English instead of my native language um, which before they used to do a lot like when I was a kid like I spoke my native language like and I spoke English like that they were like right next to each other um, but I slowly began to lose that because I didn't really get to practice that at home and my parents had stopped talking um, in my native language and they've talked in English so 
Do you regret losing that part of yourself? Oh, 100%. Every day. Um, I think, like, when I hear my elders, like, when the elders in my family or the uncles in my family, sometimes they talk, I'm like, sometimes, sometimes I'm like, man, I really wish I still had that part. And that's something that, like, I didn't care about until I got older. Like, I didn't care about losing my native language until I got older, and then I understood the importance of knowing it. Um, and the elders in the family would always say, you guys should know your native language a little better. Like, it's really important to your culture. And they would tell me that, but it wouldn't really process. In my brain, like, I never really thought of it as something that was important until I got old enough to realize, like, hey, that is part of who I am. <laughs> so, being a first-generation Indian, those are, like, two separate kind of identities that come together for you. And it's something, like, I can see now that you're, like, becoming like proud of right. now you embrace mm -hmm. that a lot and do you think like with like without that other culture like the Indian culture you'd be like a different person like how has it shaped you oh 100 and regardless there's also gonna be an Indian culture part of me and it was something that was part of me like I came home and Indian cook dinner meals every single day and even now like not having that I don't listen to my mom anymore so like it's a little bit difficult to get that um but, like, not having those, or if there's time where I'm, like, going out to eat a lot, and I'm, like, I just miss, like, my Indian food. And sometimes I'll, like, blast Indian music. Like, there is some good Indian music, okay? Like, and I've noticed this, too. Like, a lot of the Indian music that have been up and going these times around are, like, mixed with, like, EDM. So it really combines. Like, for me especially, like, that's so nice for me because it combines it. Or, like, Indian music that I remember that we would dance to at like parties, you know, like that was like kind of bring back like this nostalgic moment for me, and I really like that. Um, normally, I'm really picky with many Indian movies. They're all like <laughs> their love stories are like really good, but they're like definitely Hallmark cheesy type movies. And then some of them end, and you're like, what kind of ending was it? Am I correct in saying that you, the way you connect to your Indian culture is is a little bit like, uh, through arts, I guess. Culinary arts as well. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. I mean, you gotta think about it. Like me myself, I'm already very involved in the arts. Like I've been playing piano since I was a kid. I've been singing since I was a kid. It was something that was really important to me. Um, and I think that was a way. Now that I think about it, I think that was a really big bridge for me to be able to connect to my like cultural roots, like an avenue, right? Hmm. Because like I don't think that like for me, like I can't even think of another way to connect to my culture other than like music, movies, food. Mm hmm. Because, like, like, even, like, ideal, like, like ideal-wise, like, I don't know, like, maybe, like, things, like, like, when I grew up, like, um, like, when you're sick, like, you did this, or whatever. <laughs> um, I actually listened to this one comedian a long time ago, and it was something really funny, because um, I could connect to it. This was an immigrant from Italy, and he was saying, like, when you're sick as an immigrant child, you're, like, covered in Vicks all the time. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know what that is. Right. So, so things like that. Um, kind of remind me, or like they always have these homemade like wild ideas for any problem you have. I can like call up my grandma and be like, "Yo, my mosquito bite's itching so bad." She like put some oatmeal on it, <laughs> and it works. Like <laughs> so, like like things like that. Yeah, probably like this whole turmeric thing that like apparently like helps you brighten your skin or something. That worked too. I mean, I use it to work. So, um, those are the real ways I really connect to my culture, but. Have you been to India? I have. Um, actually, I was supposed to go again this year, but I decided not to because I can't miss any more school. Um, <laughs> I went. Yeah, I went in third grade, and I was supposed to go again this year um, with my grandma. The last time you went was third grade. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I was supposed to go again this year, which I was like, kind of like fighting. 
like, like between like, do I miss two weeks of school? And I'm like, do I really want to go to India again and do that all again? Like, don't get me wrong, it was fun, but holy cow, is that a third world country? <laughs> like, it was definitely like something I was able to do as a like a third grader, but like, I don't know, thinking about going there for like a whole two weeks, I think my mind would be way too occupied with school, and then like. Nowadays, since we're older and it's like a little bit different, like I have to worry about getting going to the doctor and trying to get all my vaccines and this and that. And where I'm from personally from India, it's not like the cleanest place. It's like it's India. Um, but there's like places like South India where it's like super tropical, super clean. Like you won't see a cow walking in front of your house, <laughs> which is usually what happens when I'm there, where I'm from at least. So um, yeah, in third grade I went. Do you feel a connection to there? A little bit or no? You know, I I don't. And the reason I do, but the re like when I went there, I was really happy to see my family I've never seen in my entire life. Okay, like extended <laughs> family. Most of my family's here. Like extended family I've never seen in my entire life. Um, but when I went there, I was treated like someone from America. Mm-hmm. Like they knew I was from America, and I was treated like a celebrity for it. And I remember as a third grade child, like not liking that because I never felt like I was one of them. I, they always made me feel like I was better than them. Like, you're like, oh, you're from America. Like I had like my cousin call her friend to tell her that my cousin from America is here and her friend didn't believe her and was like, I don't believe you. Like put them on the phone. Like it was just like things like that where like first as a little kid, I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. Ah, ah. But then I, like, I didn't like how I felt that way. I just wanted to be a part of it. And that's always been a struggle even here for me. Like, I grew up in Vernon Hills, obviously. And um, my church um, that I grew up in in Evanston is, like, an Indian, like, church. And they, like, some of them live, like, in Niles. Um, But when I would go there, like, I would always be seen as, like, whitewash. And that was a label that was put on me from the very beginning. Because I was. Um, Well, give or take. Um, I was told I was like super whitewashed because of the way I dressed because I didn't like keep up with the same like Bollywood music and um, like that was one constant struggle for me that I like still have today but the only re- way I can overcome that is for me to like touch more into my roots it's my cultural roots I liked it when I would go like, when I was in India like, they would kind of show me stuff that I never really knew about my culture and that I really liked like they really try to like they try to get me in to fit in as much as possible. Like, they themselves didn't do anything wrong. Like, they never were, like, trying to make me an outcast. You know, like, they were trying to accept me as much as possible. But I always felt like I was going to be different. Like, heck, I didn't even know the language that well, you know. And that was something that, like, um, I guess, yeah, it did kind of make me upset. Okay, there was that disconnect there. I think that, like, what you were saying about being treated like a celebrity... That is so interesting to yeah. me. And like when you're here in America, you you feel like in, you're like Indian, but when you're there, you feel like an American. So right. it's like your identity switch. And that's such an interesting mm-hmm. like, concept to me. Right. It's not like fully being one identity over mm-hmm. the other. So I think that's like a huge aspect of it. Are you closer to the middle now than you were there? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, actually, I mean, I think I am. I think I am in terms of like, me being okay to be showing my culture. Mm-hmm. Like, I was I was very wary of it. Like, I would never even post anything with, like, me wearing an Indian dress. Like, not even. Like, mm-hmm. um, 
I feel like now I would be a little bit more comfortable with that. And I've definitely like, posted on my like, Snapchat story, maybe. But you never <laughs> see me with an Instagram pic of my Indian dress. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I even would. Like, it's... I don't know. I think it's something really cool to embrace. I think yeah. you get a really... Like, the dresses you... Or, I don't know what they're called. If well, there's dresses. different types. So. Okay. Well, what you guys wear, I think they're so colorful and pretty. And yeah. I think you could make an amazing Instagram with the right background. <laughs> an amazing Instagram picture. I would double tap. By the way, as a kid, I hated it because that was itchy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Here's the thing. The parents would just put you in like, hair's an itchy in the dress. Wear it. Stop crying. Like, I didn't realize that was itchy. Life. They look no. so soft. But here's the thing. You got to choose the right dress. But your parents yeah. don't tell you that when you're a little Indian girl and they try to pick the poopiest, itchiest dress to put on. <laughs> and you have no say. What kinds of what kinds of events do these dresses go for? Oh, um, Christmas I usually wear Indian dresses. Mm-hmm. New Year's I usually wear Indian dresses. I usually switch, actually. Like, Christmas, if it's, I'm wearing American for Christmas. Then for New Year's, I'm doing Indian. And this is something that, like, me and my girls, like, my aunts and um, my girl cousins, we communicate on. Like, hey, are we doing Indian this Christmas or are we doing American this Christmas? Oh, like interesting. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, weddings. And then any, like, Indian event, I guess you could say. Like, if I, it depends. Like, um, for my cousin's 16th birthday party, it was more closer to an Indian-type event. So we wore Indian dresses. You know what I'm saying? It, like, really depends on, like, you got to kind of check out the vibe of the event. All weddings are usually Indian, but then again, like, if you were Indian to the wedding, then you were American to the reception. I usually do American for both. I mean, sometimes we're Indian to reception, but it's really heavy sometimes, and I want to dance, really, so. So, yeah. it's, there's no, like, there's no, like, standard of, no, like. No, no. It really depends on the quote-unquote vibe. Okay. Of the event. Interesting. Like, what it's what kind of event it is. You get on the group right. chat. Right. We figure <laughs> What out. are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> like everything in an American like that kind of thing. Has there ever been a time where you didn't match what your like your aunts were? Oh be yeah. Like? There was Christmases where I wore American and they all everyone wore Indian and they're like, Wait, why are you wearing American? I'm like, yeah, it's comfier. Like it just really <laughs> depends. Um and then of course we have to like adjust pictures because of that. We take Christmas pictures every year. So um sometimes I wonder if I was like, hey, I really want to wear Indian. We go want to post on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. So you would, so you would not want to wear Indian just because you would. Yeah, but I don't think consciously I thought that. I think it was more of a subconscious kind of thing. Where I was like, hmm, I should post on my Instagram. Hmm, I should wear it. probably American. You know, like I wasn't really like thinking about like hmm, because I'm posting on my social media. Right. So like subconsciously, yeah, was definitely there. So do you think there's still room for you to uh, continue embracing your culture? Then definitely, there is. So much I've yet to learn, and I think the reason it took so long for me to learn it was because I just became comfortable with embracing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm sure I want. I'm trying to pick up my native language a lot more now, um, so I really want to like get back on that train, which is really hard to do when you're 17 years old and trying to pick up the driving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but you understand it. There's a good base. Right. Uh, I do understand it. Has social media influenced you in any way with your identity? Um, Obviously, the posting pictures right. thing, but like one thing that I kind of made me like start embracing it a little more um, was my cousins. My cousin, when she always posted on her social media, she is Guatemalan Indian, and um, she would actually post photos of herself in Indian dresses, and she would just own it. And I like respected that so much about her. Um, where I was like, well, maybe I should be like starting open to that, but 
Other than that, not really that much. That is just a little piece about what, what it was like for Rhea while she grew up. While Rhea's story is not the global one, it is important to hear stories like hers. So that we can learn how we can be better allies to our friends and support them in all their identities. Everybody's experiences are different and it is valuable to learn about them. Talk, so talk to your friends and maybe you'll learn something. Goodbye. Goodbye.